It is a uh, mega buck all stock deal with Capital One acquiring Discover Financial Service, thirty five and almost a half billion dollars, giving a a, quite a leg up on the competitive credit card market. We know Americans are caring about one trillion in credit card debt. And does this mean a loss of competition? Mark Hamrick is senior economic advisor for Bankrate.com. Mark, good morning. Good to be with you. Thank you. So give us an assessment, and, and I assume that, that, like any acquisition, this is going to have, have to pass muster with the SEC. How, uh, how big is the potential for anti-competitiveness here that could drive up rates? Well, I would say that there's a very serious chance that uh, regulators can block this, will block this, uh, as they've done in the airline industry of late. And this administration is very tough on antitrust concerns. What you have is the nation's sixth largest bank uh, in the position, or I should say ninth largest bank, to become the sixth largest bank with the acquisition of Discover. Um, and you will have the nation's single largest credit card issuer. So those are significant, and those are the sorts of things that, in this world that we live in, uh, not only raise the ire of antitrust regulators, both at the FTC and the Department of Justice, but also take on a political tint. And we've already seen actually members of both parties in the Senate, Elizabeth Warren and Sherrod Brown on the Democratic side and Josh Hawley mm-hmm. on the Republican side, uh, raise questions about uh, whether this should be allowed to go through and, and in fact, uh, expressing their opposition to it. Um, what? How about the debt that Americans are carrying? Is there any relief, uh, do you think, with interest rates or anything like that? So we have surpassed pre-pandemic levels on credit card debt, and credit card interest rates are the most expensive we've ever seen. We track these daily and weekly at bank rate. Yesterday, mm-hmm. we published our weekly average on credit card interest rates, and so the average for the best qualified borrowers, meaning those people who have high credit scores, is 20 and three quarters percent. Uh, obviously, you know, you look at store cards, you look at uh, less competitive cards, you get closer to 30 percent. And that's a rather punitive rate of interest. And the sense of is there relief in the offing? We believe there is because the Federal Reserve, uh, while seeming to uh, be hesitant to cut interest rates, that was a message that we took away from the release of the meeting minutes that we got yesterday. It still believes that the Fed will be cutting rates in the second half of the year and Although there's a heck of a premium between the federal funds rate and the prime rate charged banks' best customers, uh, they are all correlated to credit card interest rates, very much so. And so if the Fed starts cutting, uh, you can start seeing those credit card interest rates coming down. But about half of Americans allow their interest uh, or or their debt to carry over month over month. And so that means that they're paying um, that high rate of interest Mm -hmm. in allowing uh, that debt to carry over, and that's quite costly, but that's one of the things that's been happening in this environment where inflation has been historically high. Mark, what are some of the um, um, positive or negative implications of this deal if this deal goes through for consumers? Well, I think, first of all, uh, in the sense that both Capital One and Discover are seen as relatively smaller players up against the networks that are maintained by Visa and MasterCard. Discover has its own network. And so uh, what uh, Capital One has said is it would look to transition some of its transactions over to the 
Discover Network and perhaps give Visa and MasterCard uh, a little better competition. I think there's no question that if you think about some of the uh, more powerful issuers like American Express and J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, they would become a more viable competitor and probably would uh, address that in coming up with new product offerings. Capital One as we all know, has a very uh, aggressive promotional campaign as uh, exemplified in its commercials. It, it, it seems like you can't sit down in front of the television for more than an hour or two and avoid one of them. And so it has a high degree of brand recognition. And that would probably be helpful in the sense of raising the profile of Discover, making it a more uh, competitive brand, which, by the way, its reputation right now is one that they're actually catering to uh, wealthier customers and those who have higher credit scores in terms of Discover. Yeah, on the positive side, Lloyd, we get to see a lot more of Jennifer Garner, okay? Um, when, when you look at this, and we know that when we're in an election year, uh, Mark, that, that any economic news tends to get thrust through a political lens. When you look yeah. at the level of consumer debt now, and you said it's beyond the pre-pandemic levels, is that a bad thing or a good thing? I mean, as a percentage of total spending, are we at record highs. What does it mean going forward in terms of just how leveraged U.S. households are? Well, they're leveraged to the extent that uh, that debt uh, has a price to be paid for. And that's true with, for example, automobiles, where even though loan uh, rates aren't nearly as high on an interest rate level for purchasing a new car, the expense of a new car uh, being averaging around $50,000 since you're at Motor City, um, you know, that's significant, and, and that's combined with the high cost of insurance, which is going through all kinds of sort of structural and cyclical issues right now. Uh, all these things cause strains on households. And, you know, what happened with the inflation that began with the pandemic is that uh, somewhere between one-fifth and one-quarter of Americans' purchasing power was essentially destroyed because that's how much higher prices are compared to then. And we're still seeing it with food. We're still seeing it with things like car insurance, and we're seeing it with shelter, high home prices. So, you know, every little sort of stab at that purchasing power is hurtful, and it, it stands in the way of allowing Americans to accomplish their financial goals. And we have mm -hmm. talked for years here the Americans are undersaved, and only 44% of Americans have enough money to pay an emergency expense of $1,000 or more from savings, mostly paycheck to paycheck. Uh, Mark, what about fraud? If Capital One becomes bigger, owns the rails, could they prevent fraud easier? Well, that is an interesting question. I think, you know, you want to have sort of a, a great deal of robust uh, process in place to combat fraud when it seems as if you know, the fraudsters that exist all around the world uh, are almost one step ahead of the game. And so, you know, cyber uh, security, uh, the emergence of AI, all of these things are sort of a, a war that's going on. And so more powerful players are in a position to use more powerful tools. And I, and I, and I know that is certainly a concern of the industry as well, because, you know, they don't want to lose your money any more than you do. Very quickly, Mark, before we let you go, you look at bankrate.com. What's the best deal out there today? Well, what I'd simply say is the one thing that we really do urge everybody to do is to shop around for the best rate for a high-yield savings account. And while we bemoan the fact that the borrowing rates are the most expensive in a generation, well, so too are the savings rates. And mm -hmm. so that's a way to, to police against this problem of having to use a credit card is to pay yourself first. And take that money out of your own account, and then the bank doesn't have to pay it for you.
Good advice. Mark Hamrick, thanks very much. Our senior economic advisor at Bankrate.com. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. When we come back, a new witness in the James Crumpley trial. Is it his son?